You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Do you always have to speak up about things? This week on Carly's Couch, we talk about neutrality. Welcome to Carly's Couch. This is Lextopia. Hey, y'all. It's Cece Fierce slash Carly Carpio on Twitter. <laughs> Thank X. you for joining us once again. Um, we have another good episode planned for you today. But first, we are going to start with some of the responses from our questions from the couch, which for me, you'll probably mostly see in my IG stories, Lextopia. And then I don't know, Carly, where do you put them up usually? Uh, I do different things depending on the question, but mm-hmm. I'll do Instagram stories <laughs> sometimes. Facebook, which uh, y'all don't add me on Facebook because that's not going to work out. But people be replying. No, on it's me. not going to work out. And then um, <laughs> sometimes on Twitter too. So. I just added um, some friend requests from like five years ago. On <laughs> that's Facebook. what I'm saying. Like I accidentally, be... I was like, oh, I don't oops, know. my bad, yeah. guy. But this week, the question was: When's the last time you let an intrusive thought win? Now, before you answer this with people's things, I was like, I don't know if people can answer this because I don't know if they know what that means, but. Um, <laughs> cause I only got like a couple answers, but intrusive thought is when it just like takes over and you feel like you have to do something, right? Yeah. It's like that, but also like something random. Like it's mm. like when they talk about people driving, like what would happen if I drove off this cliff? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like those little mm-hmm. type of things. So I thought about that too, but I was like, oh, it'd be interesting to see. I don't know another way to word that to get because that is literally an intrusive thought. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like people have them all the time. And I was laughing about it because I saw like a video. It was like, bro, let his intrusive thoughts win. And he like did some dumb shit and like knocked something off of a table. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. When it's just calling to you to do something, and you know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. do it. Okay. Even though, you know, it's like weird or shouldn't or okay. whatever. Well, what kind of responses did you get? Um. So someone said, never have. We protect the vessel at all costs. But they also have been to jail. So I'm very like, I don't know. Right. I, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know about that. <laughs> See, you got to call people out like that. Like, so what happened? Yeah. <laughs> because, because something. At clearly something, something won. Yeah. The demons but, won. <laughs> yeah, something happened. Um, and then another one was touching a painting at a museum. Mm, that's which just I have disrespectful. Done. I'm, I feel bad. But I've definitely done that before. Or touched a sculpture or something that says do not touch. For some reason, but not the paintings. Not like one that, like one. Yeah, I definitely. Now have. you trying to take it I back definitely now. have. You I definitely it. have. Yeah. I definitely have. Um, I like doing a little like the wet paints, and you know, I'll check that. But they're never actually wet, so whatever. <laughs> um, and then Adam said, in Costco with my headphones in, I said, "Ooh, that ass is assing," and I guess he said it out loud. He said it was definitely awkward. <laughs> so sometimes, um, one thing I will say, headphones can mess you up sometimes because. You'll think you got to let out some gas or something. And, like, I've heard somebody and be like, dang, they probably don't even know that it wasn't actually silent because they had the headphones in. So um, definitely pay attention to that. I remember being somewhere with my mama when I was little in somebody's office. But I had it in my little Walkman mm. and my headphones. And I was listening to the Spice Girls. And I was, like, screaming at her trying to talk. <laughs> and she was like, she took them off. She's like, you can't do that. You have yeah. headphones in. Oh, my God. And I had, didn't know. <laughs> People talking with headphones on is so embarrassing, too. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, so is there any particular time that you let an intrusive thought win that you remember? Uh, the thing I can think about is, like, touching stuff I'm not supposed to touch. I don't know what the last one is. I'm trying to think of if there's anything like super duper random and nothing's coming to me right now. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's ever anything that's going to put me in jail or anything. No shade. Um, Anyway, today we're talking about neutrality. Um, 
But just to make sure we're talking about the same thing, because I think this can go into like some other like slight cousins of like the topic mm -hmm. uh, potentially. Um, so by neutrality, you mean like not taking a clear stance one way or the other, mm -hmm. being neutral. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we're talking and we're saying like, what's the benefits of being neutral? Are we saying that the person just has no stance? Or are we saying that we are not vocal in our stance? Because I think that's two different things. Too. That's fair. Um, it was inspired by someone who made a video um, about something they had had a stance on mm -hmm. and just never spoken out about it before. And so um, I guess you have a stance. You're just like choosing to remain neutral on something. Okay. But I mean, we can address so, both. So not being clear on your, not being clear on your stance or no, not being public with your not stance. Not being public with your stance. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, but like, you're also not being public. Okay. So, so there are benefits to that. What are the benefits of being neutral in that you are not vocal about your stance? I think for, I'll use like, if you're an influencer, for example, like a fashion influencer and every day you're just, you know, not saying things and just doing what you do. Like, I think that it keeps you um, appealing to everybody and you're mm -hmm. not like on one side or the other of any issue. You can be more appealing to any type of market, any type of brand, et cetera. I think that um, a lot of times other artists might do that or other types of people might do that to remain palatable and to try mm -hmm. to reach a bigger audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like I not wanting to sense. upset anybody either. Right. Okay. So you're saying a benefit of being neutral is that you can appeal to everyone mm -hmm. and uh, appeal to a greater audience by that, by being neutral. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think another benefit of not being public with what you believe one way or the other um, is that you don't have to deal with as much criticism. Mm -hmm. um, and that could be even from people who kind of agree. And just because some things are a little more complex than, you know, maybe just saying a sentence or a caption or a picture might convey. Um, and, you know, the, some of these issues and, and things that it may benefit to have a stance on, it's like it takes some dialogue. So if you are, you know, taking a stance, you may not be putting all the little nitty-gritty of it. And people might say, well, what about this? Or, yeah, but, but did you consider that? Or, you know, and just kind of coming at you to talk about it now mm -hmm. in a way that might be a little more aggressive than just having it like a dialogue. So I'd say that, like, you just avoid um, the hassle. You can avoid uh, people criticizing you and, and, you know, conflict in that way. Yeah, and judgment, like, mm -hmm. the judgment that comes from those things. A benefit, I would say, of if you do actually have a stance, just because you were thinking about it, is if you've never really questioned your values or beliefs or mm -hmm. things that you say and then you come out <laughs> and say them and the people can educate you or introduce you to resources or things for you to explore to actually maybe – Make sure that what you're saying and that your values and beliefs actually align with who you are. Mm -hmm. so that could be a benefit of of actually like saying something. With the benefit of saying it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was that's gonna say benefit a, of it. a benefit of being neutral though is that nobody does have to correct you. So, oh, like, yeah. You get to believe what you want to believe, and you just keep on moving. Um, but is being neutral keeping us from progress? Do you think so? Does does not speaking up publicly on things keep you from pro progressing, progressing. <laughs> <laughs> progressing. Um, I, I think it can, I think, um, as, as being neutral, keeping us from progressing. I, I think so. I think it can, um, and maybe define progress in this case too. Cause are you talking about progress? Like, um, you know, the world being a better place. Are we talking about progress? Like you can still make a lot of money. 
yeah, you know, I the think, things that keep us from, from not? Uh, I, I didn't have a particular one in mm-hmm. mind, like, whenever I started talking about neutrality. But I think in, like, one, yes, not saying things is keeping the world from progressing. So that's the thing. But then I'll also say um, it could be holding back you from finding your niche in people. So, for example, if you're trying to appeal to everybody, you don't really know who your raving fans are. And so for a business, those are people who, like, are your people. They're your ideal customer, the people that will hang with you, you know, what, no matter mm-hmm. what you're doing, all that stuff. But if, you, if you've never made a clear stance on anything, it's kind of hard for someone from the outside to maybe see that you're their person. So it probably could actually keep you from growing or growing your business, like, in that sense. But I thought you just said when you are keep it to yourself that you appeal to everybody. So that is your appeal to people. Yeah. And so those are two different things, though. You want to appeal to everybody versus, like, finding your niche audience. Like, I think that whenever you appeal to everybody, it's more shallow and everybody is kind of like whatever. But if you're, like, for example, I'll make it real, real easy peasy. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and the Dallas Cowboys fans going to fuck with you or, or mess with you versus, like, if you're like, I really just like football. And everybody's like, okay, cool. But unless you, like, make a stance on your team, and this is, like, a very small thing, then, like, they don't really know that they bang with you, too. For example, also, um, people are like, oh, you know, Beyonce should be adults or Beyonce should be whatever. It's like, no, like, Beyonce appeals to all women. But, like, if she did make a choice one way or the other, it might make some people feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like it, it, there is truth in both. But I think that if, um, like, stay, staying neutral could keep your business from really growing and progressing if it's something that could help you be introduced to your, like, raving fans, like your niche audience in spaces where you could grow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, when you do take a public stance on certain things, you're able to have more of a, a stronger community. Um, so you may have less, and this is the same, like, with influencers in general, um, micro and nano influencers are so popular now because even if I have 5,000 followers as opposed to somebody's 15,000, those 5,000 people, 5,000 individuals may um, know more about me. They care more about my every move as opposed to, oh, a lot of people who may have just clicked and followed this other person because they saw them on TV or whatever, but they're not um, following them like as, as closely. So it doesn't even matter as much about quantity sometimes as the quality of the connection. And so what it sounds like you're saying is that people can really connect with you on uh, a deeper level with it when it comes to your values and beliefs. And because of that, they are prone to also support you. Um, so an example of that would be with um, the coffee company like Black and Bold. So like 5% of their proceeds go back towards um, different initiatives in different areas. And when they speak, I remember um, when they first kind of were starting to um, expand their marketing, they actually were kind of afraid. And I see a lot of black business owners like this. They're kind of afraid like, man, we don't want to, like, necessarily alienate, like, white people or other people who aren't black or aren't a minority by being so pro, um, pro-black or pro, like, we want to see movement and different things. Um, and yet it's like, but that's your community and that's what you care about. And so, you know, sometimes it takes a while because you get it. Like, you also, it's like, well, like Jay-Z said, I can't, can't feed the homeless if I'm one of them. So you're thinking like, okay, well, let's try to apply, uh, um, appeal to everybody mm-hmm. so we can make money. And then, of course, we're still giving back and doing our thing. And yet, um, I think there's something a little more freeing as the business owner when you are able to 
be okay being authentic about what you believe and with any brand or anything, right? The more authentic you can be, the easier it is to like, just like maneuver. Um, Cause you don't have to worry and think too hard about um, like, Oh, let me let a PR person look at this before I put it out or whatever, mm-hmm. which you probably should. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying, I guess is that now, you know, when they were talking about a lot of the th- things that were going on, like during 2020, et cetera, et cetera, it only made more people want to support because they wanted to help have that with that same goal. Um, and so sometimes you do get more support when people know what you do care about and you're going to for sure get more hate as well. You're going to get more people who are uh, mm-hmm. haters or more people who say, Ooh, you believe that unfollowed or whatever. But also it's like, why would I care? Because you don't believe what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, my last example is um, with Tatiana Ali. Like she was talking about a book that was called, um, how to raise a feminist son. Mm-hmm. And it was almost kind of sad. And we talked about this, like, dang, it's kind of sad that so many people were like, oh, so you want uh, your sons to be a slave to this and that? Or like, oh, so um, so you believe women should be in, over men? And like, like the things people say, and it's like, you really just don't know what words mean. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like they think that, she, that she's saying like she wants her son to be a feminine. And it's like, this is literally just saying being a feminist, like women should have equal opportunity. Like, what's going on but it's so unfortunate that like those things can like get to people like that but so much a lot of people were like mm, I, i'm follow i can't watch this anymore i can't look at this and it's just like okay <laughs> like I, first of all why do you think anybody cares and second of all it's like well okay so now i'm curating the community that makes sense right yes and the people that i want to be talking to who because they understand what's going on here they're more liable to support you so it's okay to not have everybody on your side, especially if you're on the right seat, side of things. And I think the only unfortunate thing maybe is that, and even like with our last episode too, I kind of thought about this, that, you know, when you think you're right, you think you're right, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you are pro-slavery or whatever, like you think that's right. And so at the same time, like those other people, they're they're speaking up to what they want to say and whatever. So you should too. Um, and it's just a matter of being able to like stand on what you really believe. And I think that that's so important. Um, Those are all excellent examples. And what I was thinking, like business and life and for influencers, and I'm so glad you were able to condense what I said into just um, actually having a stance helps you connect with people on a deeper level because they actually know more about you and they know who you are. And so um, can you talk a little bit about arenas of neutrality? No. (laughs) Oh, okay, because you wrote that on here. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I'm, I guarantee you wrote that because I don't know what it means. So I think we were talking about uh, in what places can you be neutral? Mm. So you can mm-hmm. be um, neutral. Like, what does neutrality look like in the workplace? Um, and in the workplace, you might be a person where um, I was always a person, like, I like to keep to myself. Like, even when people are like, how was your weekend? I'd be like, it was good. Like, <laughs> sit down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not about to. People like to tell all their business and stuff, and it's just like, Why? no. Um, so in the case that you might be thinking about like, oh, I have to work with these people or whatever, right? Because you can make an aggressive workplace. You don't, you don't want to always be arguing with people all the Mm -hmm. time. And yet there is a certain level too, where you're going to like, I'm going to correct somebody or if they say something that's inappropriate or whatever, um, that needs to be done. Um, hold on, I have a story. So I was interning for a construction company whenever I was in college and it was right around the time that Barack got elected, Barack Obama got elected. And I remember um, someone asked me who I voted for. And I'm in college. I probably should have known better, but I didn't. Or maybe it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I said, Obama. And 
I got into a yelling match with one of my mm-hmm. superintendents in front of people. Like he was like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And I was, yeah, and so, yeah, so that's very, very interesting. Um, yeah. So that's, a yeah. Word. And that's the crazy thing too, is like people like are looking for conflict as opposed to like, nobody's trying to just have a conversation either. So it's like, okay. Um, another space where you can be neutral is in your art. Um, being neutral in your art is what, like based off of the things that, like, do we expect Drake, because he's Jewish, do we expect him to, like, have something to say about mm-hmm. what's going on with mm-hmm. conflict in Israel and Palestine? Um, anything else kind of in that space? Did that make sense? Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. I would just say um, in writing writing songs or having music or having art pieces that challenge norms and that, that are for what you stand for, like that make people think a little bit deeper or do you just make like beautiful things mm-hmm. that, that aren't really part of like your beliefs and stances on things. And it's so funny cause most art does come out of, <laughs> um, being, uh, out of a liberal <laughs> sense or out of a sense of like change is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny cause like I was talking to my friend and I'm like, you know what? I realized like literally every portrayal of police in movies is like, dirty and or they're dumb because they look at the scene and be like well this is obvious and it's all wrong and like not paying attention to details and stuff you know and it's not like these are all like black made movies these are all the movies and then i realized like oh yeah but you know probably people say this like hollywood is kind of a little more on the liberal side but also it's like why is there a problem when people say hey the police need to be um looked at and like there needs to be some changes when it's like literally every example in pop culture of these things show like a consensus that this is what people think of them. So it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Like all of a sudden when one group says we should have changed then it's like, no, we don't need to change it. And they'll enjoy and agree with and watch like a movie that's showing you the exact problems. Um, but I don't necessarily think that everybody's song has to be like, um, like I don't even like listening to Kendrick Lamar like that all the time. Like, you know, I don't think everybody has to be on, on no conscious rap and Agreed. stuff like that per se. And yet, um, you know, there is always layers to, like, the reason why you're talking about what you're talking about. And so um, there's always those levels of it there. It's just a matter of, like, how far you kind of dig to get to it without it being, like, a very obvious thing. Yeah, because art is a great thing to help, like, <coughs> bless you, me. to push movements and to radicalize people and to bring people together. But also it's for a release and an escape mm-hmm. and different things. So um, that's on both spectrums. Another arena of neutrality is family. And for me, this is like speaking up at the dinner table to your racist auntie or to um, challenge your parents who voted for Trump or or whatever. But do you have any other thoughts around family? Mm, Yeah, just that I'm not bringing nothing up because I don't feel like talking to you about that. (laughs) Um, And and even with public and the public, like. I, I think it's just certain arenas where it's like, is this a space where we are going to have a conversation. Is this a space where people want to be right? Or is it a space where people want to talk about information? Mm. And once you realize that it like, I don't think it's wrong to say like, I don't need to bring up certain things at work or talk about certain things because, or at least once you've already done it, right. If you already know how it is and like, this isn't going to help anything, then cool. That doesn't mean you're not public about it when you have a chance. Um, so I don't let like a family member or somebody say something. And I'm like, you know, just not say anything all the time. But you can pick and choose when it makes sense to to speak to certain things. Yeah, because I'm the person in my family who always says something. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousins wasn't talking to me for a couple of years just because he's ridiculous. And, yeah, and, <laughs> and people are so wild. Like, <laughs> But it's also like I know that that's a dead end. 
and we just mm-hmm. gonna fight. And so he knows I don't agree. We don't argue, but he knows where I stand. And I was like, yo, if you ever have questions or want to talk, it's a thing. But to him particularly, I don't because he's a brick wall right now. Mm-hmm. So, And that's the thing about it. So many people are brick walls. So that's why like people tend to find their like group. So even like on Twitter and some of the social media, it feels like everybody gets certain things. And yet you're like, oh, this is such a small percent of people mm-hmm. in real life. And then when you talk or see see people speaking to each other outside, and you're like, dang, like everybody doesn't have the same information or hasn't looked to have the same information or, you know, just based off of the words they might use that we might on online be like, oh, you can't say that um, to people's like beliefs that are just like incorrect. So it doesn't exactly work like that. Um, so Carly, if somebody has, if people have a stance, do you believe that they should be public with their stance? Um, if they have a stance? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, I have one here. Absolutely not. If you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you probably shouldn't. Um, or it could be harmful, more harmful to a situation. But if it's something that really aligns with your values, then yes, I think you should. And I also think that in matters of great hum- greater humanity, like absolutely, like using your voice is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely think that people should be public with their stance. Um, and if you have a stance, then it should be informed, at least by something. So um, otherwise, I would encourage people to um, be open to, like, read about things and see what's challenging your stances so that you can be open to, like, getting knowledge. But um, also, like, I don't think you should be afraid to speak to what you what you believe in in that case. Um, so when – what I don't know what is when she's like. Um, it's like <laughs> – well, just thinking about like, so um, we actually thought about Which this episode what? topic before the Palestine, um, the Hamas-Israel conflict war has started happening. But um, I was just thinking, of, we were thinking about the reasons like why people don't take a public stance. Um, and I was just furthering a thought like, you know, if, if you maybe you want to say something like when is a good opportunity? And then the first thought is mm-hmm. to become knowledgeable about something mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. probably should do research and ask questions. There's enough resources out there um, if something is on your heart or if you just want to understand, which I think everybody should um, for the greater humanity, but making sure that you're knowledgeable on something first. But I think that not being knowledgeable is something that holds people back from making public stances. Mm-hmm. And then even if you do feel like you might know, it's like you're still scared of a certain backlash, whether it's um, from other people who then they might out-debate you and it, then it feels like, <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Um, which again is still just an opportunity for you to get more um, information because everybody's not going to be an expert on things, but it's okay also to strip things down, right? Like, so you can say, um, you know, I believe that, um, and I believe in a free Palestine, and you, that doesn't mean that you believe anybody else should be dying or like that there's another side at all. Like, there are multiple things you can say that can be true that are, you know, at the basis of like humanity. Like, you can say like. No kids should be harmed. All kids should have a safe place to live. And, like, I believe that Palestine should have a free free place to be, like, or their home back, basically. Like, you can say these different things, and they make sense, right? Um, and so, also, I think it's, like, people are afraid to speak up and have a public stance because there is so much nitty-gritty. And so, you can be able to strip down to, like, things that you have a stance about or believe and be willing to still learn more about, like, what goes into those conversations when people are having them. Yeah, but I like the idea of, um, you know, saying that I believe that they should be free 
And that doesn't mean the harm for everyone else. But I think a, a big thing that's holding people back is, is that backlash that you were talking about. Because I know for a fact that a couple of companies sent out things telling people not to say anything. Mm -hmm. Like you'd be in risk of losing your job, even saying free Palestine or mm -hmm. I believe in a free Palestine. Like those words are so powerful to them and go and for some reason go against what they said. So people are being scared of like losing jobs and prospects and particular deals or being able to expand mm -hmm. with other companies. Like I think that that's a very real fear. Yeah, and um, I saw a lot of people, like, in the industry who immediately was, like, putting up um, Israel flags and supporting, and not just supporting Israel, but, like, supporting Israel and then, like, also being anti to other sides. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, like, they're, a lot of their bosses are in the Jewish community, and so a lot of people did feel like if they're in the industry, they have to portray a certain uh, support. Um, and because that's the way for... Um, lack of getting like too into it like that's the way things have always been like israel mm -hmm. is a uh, ally of the united states um and so that might be another reason why people aren't public with their stance because it goes against um what has maybe always been the case yeah and i think it's also just been framed about like saying anything positive about palestine or about their freedom is um anti-semite and so other people are just don't want to cross that line because they don't want to disrespect a group of people but also being judged um or being grouped into those groups of people mm -hmm. um a lot of people don't make a stance because they don't think it makes a difference so like hey that's not paying my bills right now they don't have nothing to do with me um i don't need to make the stance uh for what i think because it'll only add more like whether conflict or me having to talk about it or whatever and i just don't need to say anything and what's interesting is anytime any of this happens like people are like all y'all doing is posting on social media anyways um, like, that's not a big deal. Like, just saying this doesn't actually change anything. And I would also say, in a couple of ways, I think it does matter, even if it, quote, unquote, is just posting on social media. Like, I saw a thing that people from Palestine were asking people just to keep the conversation going, like, even if it's something different. But then also, I had a classmate um, from SC, and I forgot, and Lord forgive me, what something had happened to his home country. And I just had reposted, like, links where people could send money and help that. And he was like, wow, thank you. You're my only friend who posted anything. And that just, like, meant a lot to him. And and I did it, like, not flippantly because I cared and I hope people donate it because I was like, oh, this might be important. And for him, it really was. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, uh, some people may feel like, oh, I'm not the right messenger for that. Um, and in that case, sometimes it might be people who have particular past or uh, let's say if I'm an artist of some type, it might be like, oh, I'm not the one who should be talking about what's going on in politics um, and sometimes people are right, uh, about that. But also if you have a stance, um, I think that you shouldn't be afraid to make it or to, to voice it publicly. Um, but I'm also aware that sometimes there are people who aren't the right messenger per se, mm -hmm. just because other people can't get over certain things. And in that case, when you do know that, um, I think that there's ways you show your support through amplifying other voices, um, and supporting other people who, you know, are getting certain word out or actually helping or whatever. So sometimes it, it can make sense to uh, do the work and or support people who are doing the work, which is kind of like my thing lately also anyway. Like on Twitter, this isn't exactly like super, super on the point, um, but on Twitter in general now, I've started doing this thing where like if I see a tweet or see something that's 
makes me react a certain way, instead of like retweeting it or like quote tweeting it, I always like look at the quote retweets that are there. Because then as soon as I find one that's saying the same thing I was going to think, I'd be like, that's exactly what I would say. Then I just retweet that because it's like, why why keep adding to the noise all the time mm-hmm. when I can share somebody else's um, who's saying the same thought? Um, but when it comes to something that might be like around social justice or uh, political or something like that, I think it is uh, worth for people to see like what you think. Um, I also don't think you have to rush to speak about things either. So in the case of um, when there are things like kidnappings or like Jesse Smollier like whole thing and like stuff like that, right, where all of a sudden people are like, are they lying or did they this happen or whatever? And it's like, I just be quiet so I see what's going on. Like, I think everybody wants to be a reporter now and everybody <laughs> wants to talk about things that it just muddles it up because it's a lot of like uninformed conversation. Um, so I, I do think we should be more thoughtful about how we participate in the conversations, but that it is important for us to um, not hold ourselves back, like what our stance is. I agree. And I also think it's a good time to check in with your values and think about what you're aligned with. And if you are standing for greater humanity, what causes might align with that? Because the last thing is um, people don't really share things or they don't like speak up for things because they feel like they're maybe not directly affected by it. But in this here humanity thing, like in the whole world, like we actually are affected by things, even if it's like a, a like a falling domino effect. And it made me think about the poem um, about by Pastor Martin Niemöller. It's like first they came for so and so, but it wasn't me. And then they came for this and then it wasn't me. And then it came for this and it was about the Jews. And then he ended it with like, you know, but then there was nobody left because you didn't speak up for anything else that was happening. And so you end up being eaten up mm-hmm. because you're the last person standing, but none was ever affecting you. But now you're alone and there's nobody to stand with you. All of that to say, when you're clear on your values and you know what you stand for and there are causes that seem like you might need to care about them, do your research, get well informed, ask questions, be OK with maybe getting some wording wrong and not being perfect. But I do think it is important to use our voice to stand up for things that we believe. So be sure to do that. Um, Don't just be a neutral voice out there. Speak up. Um, And we will see you next week. Yeah, and the big and little things. They matter, y'all.